Hey, welcome everybody to another week at welcome Breakthrough everyone. Academy. Uh, my name's Peter Lewis. I'm a pastor here at Breakthrough Church in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm here with Josh. Hello, everybody. Welcome. And um, we are here to share another teaching session of Breakthrough Academy. Um, as we said, this is going live. Um, if you want to come and join us in the studio any Friday, you're welcome. 9 a.m. to sometime up to 11. Not usually quite as late as that, but um, if you come down here, you're welcome to sit in the studio and be a part of um, this teaching. But otherwise, we do it live on Facebook, and then we put it on YouTube um, in our channel there so that you can go back and watch earlier sessions as well. We're in a studio, but we I can see we have seats here and there, so you're always welcome to come in and don't have to be on the camera. You can just sit and enjoy and be a part of it in person, which I get the benefit of. Yeah, I, it, it, it's it's fun doing things online, but having people live here with me just um, helps with yeah. um, being able to bounce off them. And um, so I love it, the fact that Josh is here. Um, and if anyone else is um, wanting to ever come down and just be part of the studio, you don't have to be sitting up here in the front like Josh. You can sit at the back. You don't have to be on camera, um, but you can just be a part of it and, and get to see what we're doing in the studio. But like I said, we've got seats here ready. So if you would like to come, we're always ready for you. 31 Michelin Court, Bayswater in the eastern part of Melbourne. Well, let's get underway. And uh, Josh, I'd like you to scoot over so we can see Breakthrough Academy. And we, and we like to, um, to talk about what this means, what, what this um, logo means. In fact, I'll, I'll just adjust the camera here. So, so we can um, see that. I managed to change the settings as we did that. Um, <laughs> all right, so Breakthrough Academy. Um, I asked talk about this. What does this logo mean? Do you remember what this logo means, Josh? I do. We got the Bible here and we got the mountains. And so we want to have mountain moving faith. That's perfect, Josh. We, we, we're, we're nailing this. It only took me a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. So what we've got here is the fact that we've got the mountain um, rep representing the mountain moving faith. And it's the Word of God that gives us. Mm. It's, it's, it's as we teach the Word of God, yeah. as we get trained by the Word of God, it works in us. And, and the reason we have this is because we are not, there's not a big brain in there. Mm. We, we, haven't, we haven't shown a giant brain and says, come to the Bible Academy, the Breakthrough Academy, and we'll, we'll teach you Bible knowledge and you'll be so full of information and we'll, we'll give you scripture after scripture and you'll yeah. fill your head with all this knowledge. And then you'll be so powerful because of all the things that you understand. And it's like, no, that's not our aim. My aim is not to fill your head with knowledge. But we do use our head because the yeah. Bible is a book. But our aim is to develop and grow your spirit, man, so you're strong in faith and strong being able to use your faith to please God. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 11, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Not difficult, not um, unusual, but it's impossible. So what we want to do is say... I'm going to read the word in such a way that my spirit man comes alive. Mm. Um, and we think of um, the scripture where it says, um, how, will they, how will they believe unless they hear and how will they hear unless someone comes and yeah. shares the word with them? And so what we want to say is we come to the word of God and it you know, sparks faith in our lives. It, it stirs up faith. And then from that faith, we live a life that pleases God. So that's what Breakthrough Academy is about. We dive deep into the Word of God, but we do so in, in the anointing and, and grace of the Spirit so that it becomes living Word in us, yeah. not a dead Word. I've actually heard of people, I, I, this is a true story, I know a couple that went to a Bible college and um, they had to stop 
And I said, well, why did you stop? You know, this is good Bible college. Yeah. I thought it'd be great. They said, because it was killing our faith. And I said, pardon? Um, you're going there to study the Word of God. They said, because it was killing our faith. We found that they would they they'd taken such an academic approach to the Word of God that instead of the Word of God becoming alive in them, they were, it was squeezing the faith out of them and they, they're no longer able to, to confidently believe. Yeah. And the Word wasn't sparking. And it was so the Word was having exact opposite because of the way it was taught, because of the way that they, it was being presented. And so we want to do the exact opposite. We want people to say, I need to be there because my faith gets big. I, I, I come out of here ready to... Bite the back off a chair and, yeah. and run and, and just do everything I yeah. can to follow Jesus. And this, sorry, Pastor. Go, go. This is great because it's it's done in such a way where it's uh, how you present it. It's easy and it's good. It's good for us to understand. Like I'm, you know, I'm not a Bible scholar, but the way that you present it, it in a way that I can understand it and I can take this and apply it to my own uh, time and reading in the Word and with God and actually have an impact and effect in my life from what we're learning here. That's excellent. And that, that's one of the things. We're, we're not taking an academic approach. Yeah. I'm using the anointings and giftings on my life as a teacher to make this readily available and accessible to you. And we're aiming to teach you how to do this yourself. It's not like, um, you know, we're using that old um, phrase, um, t give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Yeah. Teach a man how to fish and you, t and you feed him for a lifetime. We are coming to the Word of God, not just to say, well, here's some fish. I'm teaching you how I, how I came to the Word of God and how others have taught me to come into the Word of God so you can feed yourself. I'm, I'm equipping you so that you go out of here, not just with the things that we've learnt, mm -hmm. but with the skills so that you can look at other passages. So you're not just relying on me saying, oh, wow, that was amazing teaching. I wish I, I you know, could look, you know, you could come with me to every Bible passage, you know, and sit next to me and sort of say, now let's look at this passage. Let's look at this passage. I don't want that. Um, I want you to be able to sort of get the skills of how to handle the Word of God. So we do two things in this Bible um, Academy. We both teach what the Bible says, but I also um, use that to teach you the skills of how to get those yeah, truths and how great. to dig in and how, and, and how, to, how to handle the Word of God. Mm. So as part of that, and if you go back and watch the last three um, lessons that we've done on this series on the Bible, we, took, we started by talking about the fact that the Bible is... Um, God breathed in a book, and we need bridges to cover both those areas. The yeah. bridges that are of 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 um, cultural and, and and languages and geography and everything to bring us to the Word of God. And then we need the bridge from the other side of our heart and our meekness and our hunger for God and those things to meet together, so we can do that. And as part of that, we're we're encouraging you to write your own Bible. So Josh, Josh came up with this. Do you want to hear the amazing name for Josh's Bible? He came. You wouldn't believe this, but he came up this for this on the spot. I didn't give him any warning. I said, Josh, what's the name of your Bible? And straight away he came up with this. Josh, what's the name of your Bible? The Josh Dovey uh, version. The Josh, <laughs> the Josh Dovey version. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's. You can't, I'll read it. Yeah, it can't. It, it can't get any more clever than that, can you? And uh, welcome to Graham and Judith and joining hey us online. Um, so, Graham and Judith, what's the name of your Bible that you're writing? Um, I'd like to. I like. We're, we're all. We're all. We're all actually becoming translators. Yeah. And um, Josh has started. He's. He's already on the way. Big seller. Christine, my wife, has already promised to buy his Bible. Josh is selling it one verse at a time, I believe. She did. Uh, that's right. And she did say last time, would I autograph it? And I absolutely will autograph it. That will 
will actually be the bulk of <laughs> the, the autograph will be actually almost as long as the um, Bible translation. Yeah, though. as many times as I need, I'll autograph it. And, yeah. and we'll do one verse at a time. So, yeah. so we're, 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 we're creating a Bible translation one verse at a time. But as much as, you know, I'm, I'm talking in front of this, it's actually what I, I really love you to be able to do is actually take the Word of God and work through the processes of how to translate that because it helps you. As you going through, what, what choices do I make? Mm. How do I do this? Then that will help you um, understand when you approach other parts of the Bible what choices they've made. Mm. And, you, and it just helps you to say, listen, I'm not just relying on their choices. I understand what they're doing and I can assess that. And sometimes I say, they do a great job. Sometimes I say, oh, I don't think they quite nailed it there, but I don't care. I'm not, I'm not trying to just critique them. I'm trying to actually hear what the word of God says for myself. And look, we've got Christine, my lovely wife has joined us. And um, so Christine, um, Josh might add a second verse to his Bible today. So you're, you're going to double your, the, um, but he, I think he's selling it in installment. So yeah. you don't get the next part for free. I, I think I said a hundred dollars. Oh, wow. Think, yeah, so. all the best. You know, have you heard about the boy that was um, selling newspapers and yeah. a man came up and said, how much for a newspaper? And he said, a million dollars. And he said, he said, the man said, how many newspapers do you expect to sell for a million dollars? And he goes, only got to sell one, one. mister. It's got to sell one. All right. So Josh is like, uh, you know, I don't care whether I sell many. I don't have to sell enough. And the best born Bible. That's, that's pretty that, good. That's pretty good. I'd, you know, I'd read that. Okay. That's best born Bible. Christine, are you going to put out a translation of your own to, to um, rival Josh's? Um. <laughs> it probably won't. All right, let's get, let's, yeah, let's get into this. Thank you, Josh, if you want to slide over so we can see our screen here. Um, we will get underway. and, and um, uh, In fact, Josh is off screen, but I'm going to get... Josh, just pray for us. Pray for the people online, mm. people who have joined us. Um, oh, we'll definitely love to. Father God, we thank you that we could come here today and, and to study and learn um, your word, Father, and how we can understand it, but not just understand it, but apply it to our lives and bring power, bring life to our lives, Father God, that your word is alive, it is life, Father God, and that you have good things for all of us. And as we dive in today, Father God, I ask that you open our minds to, um, so that we can understand, and not just in our heads, but Father God, in our spirits, that would be on our hearts, Father, we can take something from today uh, into our reading, into our workplaces, everywhere we go, Father, that you would work in this place and, and from today onwards. And as we continue to have these uh, times, Father, that you would work in us. And, and it will be all for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 And we've got, oh, we've got Jordan um, watching, um, even though he's, he's, actually, he's actually at a uni class so he's doing it on the secret on the side. So we've got these comments coming through. And we've got Caleb um, waiting for the next version. Josh's Bible is more exciting than waiting for another episode. Oh, stay tuned. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, this is so exciting, Josh. You're, you're, this is more exciting. No, it's not more exciting what we're going to do here. Um, but it's, it's fun to have on the side. It's like those, those side plots, the mm. quirky side plot. Um, all right. I want us to uh, start with a scripture. Ephesians chapter 1. Um, let's call this up here. Ephesians 1 verse 3. It says, 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. That's a pretty powerful um, statement there. I like that. Yeah, we are being blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. Um, and so, wow, how awesome is that? It, it's the fact that God has stated that through the, the, the salvation that we have in Jesus, mm -hmm. we have we have blessed us. It's, it's, it's present tense. It's already happened. Um, you know, it has sort of past tense, but it talks about yeah. it, we're living in that blessing now. Yeah. We are not, um, um, we're not waiting to be blessed. Yes, we, we, when we get to heaven, there's certain lifestyles and blessings and things that are, are going to open up in that space. Mm. But here on earth, we're already blessed. And um, heaven on earth, yeah. yeah, heaven on earth. And it's the blessing working in us. So what, and, the, and so it's a powerful thing. Um, and the fact that, um, this blessing has come to us is, um, let, let's go to Galatians 3. And um, we'll read from verse 14. I want to read lots of other verses, but I'll just stay, stay close. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, when Paul's talking about how the gospel works, he said it's it's effectively the blessing that was on Abraham that was promised to Abraham. That blessing has enabled been that God. So it's not just something that God sort of oh I'll just make it up now. It's been already in the works. It's already something He's spoken. It's already something He's been looking at mm. all the way from Abraham. And it says he, that, that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So there's a a pathway to that that's in Christ Jesus. And if we actually go back. Um, verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In order for us to enter into the blessing, Jesus had to deal with the curse, the opposite of the blessing. Yeah. Cursed is just, um, it just doesn't, it just, whatever you're doing, it, it's, going, it's going south. It's, mm. it's, it's a downward negative trend. Yeah. But if you get in Christ, it's, an upward trend, the blessing. It, it's everything is working in in the right direction. And I know we, you know, sometimes we face things and things go upside down. But if you hold on to Christ, I this is the way I, I see it. This is the the um, understanding I have. Um, if you if you took um, something that was heavy, you know, let, let's say um, um, a fifty cent coin, you know, like so it's a big coin, and you drop it in a, a swimming pool, where's it going to go? So it's not going to rise to the top. It's going to make its way to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. You bring it up to the top, you throw it on the pool where it's going to, it's eventually going to make its way down. You take it up to the top, you throw it eventually. It's, it's nature is to take it down. Yeah. It's this, you know, it might sort of sit up the top. You might, something might bring it to the top for a little bit, but then eventually it will bring it down. And the curse is on humanity. We are always in a downward trend. Yeah, we might have some stuff that happens good for a little bit. And in the, in the psalmist used to get really upset about this. He used to say, oh, how come I see the wicked prospering? You know, this doesn't make sense. The 50 yeah. cent coins on the way up and it's sitting at the top of the thing. He said, that just doesn't make sense. You know, I, I, and, and the, the psalmist would, would um, really get mad. Let me just read to you um, how upset he was at this process. Psalm 37. Um, he said, the psalmist says, don't fret, God speaking, don't fret because of evildoers. Don't be envious towards wrongdoers. They will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Fade like the green herb. In other words, yeah, they're looking good for the moment. Just, but don't say, oh, they're 
So they're doing something right. Just don't get sucked in. Eventually, the curse works on all of us. And even if we look like we've lived a good life, when we step into eternity, yeah. we, we hit, we actually, it, it pulls us down. There is no getting over the curse and it works in our lives, it works in our nature. Um, but in the same way, the blessing has the opposite effect. Yeah. It's always drawing us up. It's yeah. always lifting us up. It's the blessing is what, what gives us God's favor and holds us up. Now, sometimes life might tip us up over and do the opposite. We might be thrown to the bottom of the ocean. But I used to, and this is the thing, I used to think, well, we should aim up. We should always just aim to get up. Yeah. No, what you should do, you've got to imagine that the 50 cent coin, because the 50 cent coin by itself will always sink. Mm. But what happens if I take that 50 cent coin and wrap it in bubble wrap? All right, I, I wrap it all around in bubble wrap, and that's like us that being becoming in Christ. That our, 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 our we, we go from a, a negative to a positive, right? Because yeah. we're in Christ. Yes. So we in Christ, we get wrapped. So it doesn't matter if I take that fifty cent coin and push it down, it will just make its way up. And even if I throw the things around and it's all sloshed around, it doesn't matter. It'll just make its way up. Now I used to say, well, we should aim to go up. No, what you should aim is aim to get in Christ. Mm. Right, aim for the bubble wrap. All right, don't aim up. Mm. Aim for the bubble wrap. You get in Christ, yeah, and then in Christ you go up. Because sometimes where Christ is looks like you're having a downward trend. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I could, I could do this. I could do really well if I go and get this job. And God says, no, I want you to quit that job and go here. And you're like, well, that's not up. Mm. <laughs> that's not up. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I, oh, I've got this, you know, cute girl. I've got my eye on. I think I go marry her. And God says, don't go marry her. That's like, that's not up. And you go, oh, you know, I think this will be amazing. He says, I want you to go over here. And I said, but there's no girl over here. <laughs> this, is, this looks like a downward trend. Mm. And God's like, no, no, follow my path. And so sometimes if we just aim at going up, we could, get the, we could do the wrong thing. But if we aim to get in Christ, he connects us with the right things. And then he will bring us up at the right time. Because if we aim up, um, the 50 cent coin is by itself then. <laughs> So even if we try and get up, the trajectory yeah. starts going down. So our aim is to be in Christ, all right? And in Christ, now we have the blessing of Abraham. So that, um, so do you see that in verse 14? In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, we get in Christ, his blessing gets all over us. Mm. And that blessing enables us to, um, to walk in the fullness of all that God has for us. Um, um, can I just show how important this is to in the overall concept of the Bible in terms of um, the, this, the gospel? If we go back a little bit when you know the parts leading up in this, um, it says that the understanding of what the gospel is was seen through Abraham. Because he did something which was amazing. It says in verse 6, quoting from the Old Testament, Even so, Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Mm. Abraham trusted in God, not in the law, not in circumcision, not in anything like that. He trusted in God, and it was put onto his account that he was righteous. Mm. All right. Now, that righteousness was reliant on the fact that Jesus would one day come and pay for his sins. Mm. So it was a future um, benefit. You know, He was getting a benefit now based on a future thing, but G God knew that Jesus was coming. God knew that Jesus was going to pay for Abraham's sins. But Abraham put his trust in God, so Abraham was able to receive a, a place of being called righteous. 
All right. And um, so therefore, be sure that it's those who are of faith who are sons of Abraham. And the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham. Mm. So this good news, this gospel was preached to Abraham. Abraham heard the good news. And what was it? He says, all the nations shall be blessed in you. So the... It says, oh, Abraham was told all the nations will be blessed in you. And Paul said, see, he heard the gospel. He heard the gospel Mm. when it was talked about the fact that the nations would enter into blessing because of him. Mm. And so Paul's understanding is the blessing is an understanding of what the gospel is. Hmm. So he said, oh, Abraham. So he didn't say, oh, the gospel was shared um, and, and it was about, you know, um, Jesus is going to come and he's going to die on a cross. No, they said, you're going you're to be blessed and your blessing is going to go to all the nations. Mm. And Paul said, see, he heard the gospel. And we wouldn't have said, well, that's not the gospel. Yes, it is. It's, 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 it's a part, an, yeah. an essence of a way of sharing the gospel is good. by understanding the blessing. Um, and so by being understanding the blessing coming to us, we understand what God is in God's heart. And how do we do that? We understand that um, go back in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So we might receive, we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. And then let's go back to that scripture we had just before. Let's have a look at that again. Now, in light of this, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every mm. spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Oh, it's all in Jesus. And we have been blessed. And what does that mean? That there's a, there's a, uh, an upward call in our life. There's a favor on our life. Yeah. There's an ability to, to do things that please God and anoint him. Um, you know, one of my favorite verses on blessing is that in, in book of Proverbs says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich but it do- and does not add any sorrow mm. with it. There's okay. many ways to get rich. You know, you can get rich by um, hacking the, uh, the lottery system. I'm just saying, you can get rich by robbing a bank. Mm. You can get rich by cheating the tax department. You can get rich by working 21-hour days and neglecting your life and family and just working hard. You can get rich a number of ways. You can get rich by um, bribing someone. You can get rich by um, holding someone to ransom. (laughs) And you say, well, yeah, that's not... Should I be writing these down? Yeah, yeah. making a list. Oh, wow, there's so many good ideas here. No, no, they're not good ideas. They're just ways you can get rich. I'm just saying getting rich is not the issue. There's ways to head up and try and get to the top. But when you get there, they have a weight to them that brings them down. It says the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord will make you rich, but not add any sorrow to it. In other words, it comes without all the baggage of the curse. It's a blessing that lifts you up in the right way. And, And so you get favor. You get an ability to, to walk in, in the life and blessing of God um, without the curse that's going to bring it down. Uh, hi, Teresa. Well, welcome. Great to have people from America joining us. Mm. It, it's really exciting. Bless you. And, um, and I really appreciate it. And I declare the Lord is blessing that work over in America. This is a, this is a family that are doing, doing the work of God and seeing the blessing, mm. seeing the blessing of God. Okay. And so, okay. Now, I want us to go to another scripture. What, what, this is all leading somewhere. You wouldn't have, you know, we thought, well, where, where, where are you going with all this, Pastor? Um, let's go to the book of James, chapter 1. All right, and 
this is where you're going to start to write. You haven't written any of your own Bible. You notice we haven't stopped to do any Bible writing yet. That's because I wanted to get to this passage in James chapter 1. Um, and I want us to dig around in this. I want you to make some choices and, and, and come up with some of your own translations here. James chapter 1, um, verse 25. We're going, to st we're going to start at the end and then work back. All right. Um, let me just draw on here. I, I want to look right at this verse 25, the last part. It says, this man shall be blessed in what he does. This man shall be blessed in... This man. All right. This man shall be blessed in what he does. Mm. Now, we, we sort of said, oh, hang on a sec. Um, we already know we've got the blessings of Abraham. We already know from Ephesians, every spiritual blessing having places is upon us. Yep. But now James is saying, uh, this man shall be blessed in, in what he does. And it's talking about... His life has the blessing on it. Mm. You know, hear what it says. This man shall be blessed in what he does. So the blessing will be upon this man's lifestyle. And this, the blessing will be upon this man's hands and what he goes to. And um, it's really important to know who this man is. Yeah. All right? Because we said, well, we're, we're in this man because I'm in Christ. I'm in this man because all the spiritual blessings, like the church, all heaven, you know, yeah. every heavenly blessing... Every spiritual blessing's on me. But it says, this man shall be blessed by what he does. And what this is, is this is a, um, this passage, we'll go back a few verses here. This passage tells you how to walk in that blessing and release it so it walk, it, it's actually manifest on your life. Yeah. You know, you can have the blessing as a believer in Jesus, but not function in the blessing because you're not doing what this passage says. <laughs> You're right. You can, it can be yours, but it's not activated. It's not released for you because you don't realize it. You know, like I, I've heard this story, um, uh, and um, there was a man who um, he had to go. I, I think he was going to South Africa, and so he wanted to to go to South Africa, but he only had just enough money to buy the fare yep. and to arrive and to get over there, and um, it was on a ship. So back before the days of flying. And um, so it'll take a number of weeks. And he realized he did not have enough money to buy food whilst on the flight because they had restaurants and, and places on there. Mm -hmm. So he put everything he could into the, his ticket. And then he you know, bought a supply of dry crackers mm -hmm. and, some, you know, and, and like peanut butter and things like that, just enough to, to give him sustenance. And um, so he would spend every day watching all these people going away and eating all this fine food and wonderful food. Um, I'm, we have a quote up there. If we could just get someone to... If you go on... T on if someone in the family could um, just remove that quote. They're, they're, um, we, don't, we don't allow unsolicited sort of requests like that. That's a, a scam sort of thing, so we don't do that. Anyway... So he, he was on this boat and he was, oh, he was hungry, but watching everything. But he would go back to his cabin and every day he would, um, it, they might not really um, do it from Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's all right. That's all right. Um, so he got to the end of the journey and 
one of the stewards on the ship said, oh, I've, I've never seen you up at the restaurant. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, to be honest, I just, I didn't have the money for it. And he goes, what do you mean? Your ticket included all the meals. It was a ticket of passage and meals. That the no, people, no one was paying. This was a, yeah. and so for the whole trip, he's been eating his crackers because he hasn't known how to lay hold of what was his yeah. and just go in and say, this is mine. So you can be blessed, but that blessing doesn't automatically and necessarily yeah. be outworked in your life. It says, this man shall be blessed in what he does. What he does. Uh, so I don't want to just have the blessings. I want to become this man. Yeah. I want to become this man. All right, shall be blessed in what he does. This man. So who is this man? And what is he, what is he talking about? Why, why do we... Um, how do we become this man? And so that's, that's why we're doing Breakthrough Academy. Breakthrough Academy is helping us to transfer to become this man. Mm. And I want us to study this morning what this man looks like. I want you to, we want to find everything we can about this man. Um, so we, before we go, it's just an interesting question, this man. So putting on your Bible translation hat, we've got the Better Born Bible. <laughs> um, we've got the Josh Dobie um, Translation or version? Yeah. I think you've changed the name. I, I, I think I did. I, I forgot what I said. I last think you just called it the Josh Doby Bible. Yeah, JD JDB. Yeah, that was no, it was four letters. Oh, we can't even remember. Like all I remember is the key part, Josh Doby. Yeah, that's right. That you know was... what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but some people do name it after. You know, there's the Phillips translation, the Knox yeah. translation. They're yeah. just named after people. So Josh is like, I'm just just following that trend of naming the famous Bible translations after myself. So. I want you to, and um, we're going to do a, this a, a little exercise here. How would you translate this verse, um, just this, this, this line? Because you've got to make some choices here. There's an interesting choice. James 1.25 says, This man shall be blessed in what he does. Okay. Um, you think that's easier to translate. But what's the obvious, what's, what's, what's jumping in your head? This man. Does it mean... Who is this man? Who is this man? And does it mean that women, it doesn't apply to women? <laughs> I think so. I'm going to put that in my Bible. No. Yeah. Well, what, 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 you know, this man. Um, mm. well, how, is it know, talking about the yeah. race of humans? Is it talking about a particular man? Is it, yeah. Yeah. Is it talking about, you know, this, this, this man and, and, and are we, are we um, continuing sort of male-centered or male-centric sort of terminology to be using this phrase and, and things like this. So, um, well, so rather than look at this, I'm going to, I'm going to take us to another passage and I just want us to, I want you to create your own translation because this is a fairly big tra translation version, uh, verse here. Um, I want us to go to Thessalonians. Um, first or second? I think it's first. Let, let me just sort of book it up in my Bible. First Thessalonians chapter 5. You're going to add another portion to your translation. And verse 26. I'm doing two verses because they're only two lines. They're very short. Verse 26. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I adjure you by the Lord to have this letter read to all the brethren. 
All right, so now you're writing a translation, obviously. You know. So this is from the New American Bible. Um, Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Let's just start there. Um, what bridges do we have to come across? Obviously, there's language, but I'm pretty sure that they've managed to get an equivalent for the Greek into the English here. Greet all brethren with a holy kiss. They're, 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 I, I'm just going to tell you, you don't have to be an expert in Greek to understand that. That actually is a translation of the Greek to English. But how many know that just translating a phrase, you lose something if you don't know what they understood or were interpreted? But, um, I found some really good um, illustrations of, you know, th you know um, of things in terms of how that works even in... Um, uh, in, in English, you know, I mean, we use so many yeah. phrases, you know, um, I'm going to get up at the crack of dawn, you know, <laughs> does dawn have a crack? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to hit the road at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Um, Are you going to hit the road? Yeah, I'm going to hit the road at the crack. If I told someone I'm going to hit the road at the crack of dawn, um, what, what do I, yeah, just stop and think in English, okay, because we can sometimes understand these. If I said I'm going to uh, that's not that's not what I'm actually meaning. Yeah. That's a literal thing. But when I say I'm going to hit the road at the crack of dawn, you do not have to think of me doing it physically and then say, oh, he didn't mean physically. He meant this. As soon as I said it, it's just automatically, you, you ignored the physical yeah. part to that. It, you understood when I say, when I say hit the road, now, um, let, let's just put that in an English translation. Um, so, actually, let's... Oh, we love... Where are we going? There we go. So, hit road at crack of dawn. What am I, what am I actually saying, Josh? We're going to uh, go. We're going to leave We're going to go, morning. leave. Early in the morning. Early. Oh, very early in the morning or even very early in the morning okay so if i said to you the translation of this is i'm going to i'm going to leave very early in the morning you'd say that's an accurate tr translation of that but why did i but this is this is not a translation this is english mm. why did i not say to you i'm going to leave very early in the morning why didn't I just use that word? You know, if that's what I meant, yeah. why did I say I'm going to hit the road at, crack, at the crack of dawn? Now, just think about it. What part of leave very early in the morning doesn't translate hit the road at the crack of dawn? Um, hit, are you talking about hit the road, you mean? Yeah, what is, so I'm going to hit... When you're, I say, going to, you're going to hit the road. Well, no, no, no. Not, 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 you know it's not physical. Yeah. But if I'm saying, hey, Josh, you're going to hit the road at the crack of dawn. It doesn't mean I'm just going to leave. Yeah. It means... We're going to get going. We're going to get going with a bit of gusto. Yeah. You know, I'm going to hit the road. We're going to um, shoot out. We're going we're we're to launch off. We're going to jump forth. Yeah. We, it's, it's sort of got a bit of a zest to it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's got a bit of... I'm going to hit the road. We're going we're gonna, to... That means I'm going to have everything packed. I'm going to have some... I'm going to have my... Um, what's it called? The, the, the music that you put on when you're doing a, a long trick. Uh, um, we got the playlist here. Yeah. The word escapes me. Yeah. The, uh, so, someone tell me what's what's what sort of playlist the, you have when you go. The going, road trip. The road trip pr playlist. That's it. I've got the road trip. 
playlist already. Yeah. So it's cranked up that, that's high. Been, that's been prepared the night before. Yeah. We're, we're roaring yeah. to go. We're roaring to go. We're ready to go. We're, we're going to hit be, the we're road. Not gonna, we're not going to be slow. We're, gonna we're not. Go. We're not just taking off. We're not just leaving. We're hitting the road. Yeah. All right. So I'm not actually physically going to hit the road, but by that you understand, hit the road. And at the crack of dawn, sort of means not just very early, but as soon as I can. Yeah. As soon as it's a little bit of light. Like first light. At first light, I'm heading off because um, now I'm actually going to try and aim to go at first light. No, I'm not. Actually, that's not actually my aim. Mm. It's just an understanding. As soon as I can, as soon as it's practical, as soon I'm hitting the road. I'm going with this. So when I say I'm going to leave very early in the morning, it has none of the the punch or the oomph of of I'm hitting the road at the crack of dawn. So we have translated accurately, yeah. but we've lost something. But if I went to a country and trans tried to translate that literally, and they had no phrases for hitting the road or the crack of dawn, they're like, you're going to hit the road at the crack of dawn? So it means nothing. That'd just be odd. That'd be odd. So when we have, what's, what was our, our translation? What was our verse here? Um, Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. So you've got greet all brethren with with a holy kiss. With a holy kiss. That's obviously in the English. It's already come down. Mm. But I'm going to suggest that um, that I'm sorry. I've, I've I just need to move it over a little bit. So oops. that's all right. Um, I'm going to suggest that greeting all brethren with a holy kiss has come with a sense of um, like hit the road, crack of dawn. To yeah. It. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's more to it than just the actual words. So by translating just the actual words, is there a chance that we get it, we don't sort of really get it. We, even though it's accurate, it's not quite right. All right, so, um, and you don't have to be a, a, a Greek scholar or, a, you know, to know, you, sort of, you can sort of work out, yeah, I can, I can just understand that there's gonna be phrases, so I'm looking for them. I'm always aware there's gonna be phrases mm. difficult to just come over. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you one of the ways, okay, how do we know when there's a being, it's not that easy to translate over. Well, if we go back to here, one of the ways I use is I, I, I have in my Bible an ability to, to look at multiple translations at the same time. And you can do that now fairly easily. And, and I'm going to actually help you set up. If you ever, anyone is interested, I'm going to set up um, this. So you, this is a free version of a Bible software program. And I can help you to load it up with all the free translations. Um, and if you want, like I have, you can actually purchase some more. But there's actually quite a number that you can do for free. And I'll, I will do that as a separate lesson one time. Mm -hmm. But there's, this, this is available online or you can get a few Bibles yourself. Mm -hmm. I thank God for online. You know, when I was doing this you know, 30 years ago, this meant having a table full of Bibles. <laughs> you know, if you go and look at my study, I've got, um, I've got shelves full of Bibles. To get multiple translations, I bought them. Now, I'm a Bible, I'm a Bible teacher. That's my heart. 
I invested in that, and I don't expect everyone to have 30 translations yeah. or 50 translations. You know, I've got one Bible that's actually uh, one book that's spread over three volumes that says 26 translations of the new of the Bible, and so it takes 26 Bibles and helps sort them through for me. Uh, I don't expect everyone to have those resources, but you can at least look at a few different resources, a few different Bibles. That's quite easy now online. Yep. And what you're looking for is um, to see whether there's a consistency between what is shared. So. Um, so greet all the brothers and sisters. Oh, hang on a sec. What do you notice straight away? They've added sisters. And sisters. Oh, hang on a sec. With a holy kiss. Okay. Um, they've all, everyone's sitting there with a holy kiss. Living Bible. Shake hands for me with all the brothers there. Oh, hang on. Where's shake hands? Okay. Holy kiss has become a shake the hand. Mm. And brothers. Well, he stayed with brothers. He hasn't got brothers and sisters. Um, New Living Translation, greet, greet all the brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. Okay, sisters is back, but so is the kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, greet all Christians there with a holy embrace from the, um, where was that, Message Bible. Passion Translation, greet every brother and sister. All right, all, um, greet all the Christians. It's now a... It's a segment, but it's not it's not male or female. It's suddenly uh, mm. it's all Christians. Um, greet every brother and sister with a sacred kiss. <laughs> um, Passion translations is sort of meant to be one of a more free flowing thing. I don't know whether I've ever given a sacred kiss to anybody. I've got no idea whether I have or not. Um, it's just like, <laughs> um, it's like what does that even mean? <laughs> Um, greet, good news Bible, greet all the believers with the kiss of peace. <laughs> That's a kiss of peace. Um, salute all the brethren in a, in a holy kiss. Um, let's, let's jump down to the Amplified. Okay, greet all the brethren with a sacred kiss. It just gives up. Yeah. yeah normally Amplified gives you a little bit of um, help. But they have it this time. It's like, oh, you can, you can. <laughs> we'll leave this up. To I'll you. leave this up to you guys. No, no help at all. Um, CEV, give the Lord's followers a warm greeting. Okay, very different. No kiss, no brethren. Mm. Um, no holy. Mm. You know what I mean? No um, um, I've even got the Spanish on here. I think that's a good one, though, for like sort of our day and age, the warm. Like embrace is like a warm greeting. Yeah, you know you're being being friendly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna help you here to show that you don't always have to dig too deep in these things. You can. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I could go. You could go and look up the word holy kiss and stuff like that. But you're already making some assumptions which are not particularly dangerous. They're actually probably good. And I actually encourage that because I don't want everybody to think, oh man, I can't do this unless I've got twelve different you know, Greeks dictionaries here. And a lot of people, the work's been done generally, but by, just by looking at this, you say, I, I sort of get what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that? I, I sort of get the feel. I can all, I can understand it. I'm making a translation in my head already because I'm guessing they don't really mean a holy kiss. I'm guessing mm -hmm. that's a cultural thing yeah. they understood, a phrase that they would use, and I'm already making allowance for it. I, I still remember I turned up to a youth camp, you know, I would have been um, about 16 years of age, and I've um, gone to a youth camp up at um, Toowoomba in Northern Victoria, and <laughs> had these guys there, and they were just newly saved. Like they were about 15, and um, one of one of the leaders there got them saved off the streets, pretty much. They were wild, sort of rough people, and um, 
They were newly saved and did not know much at all, except one of them had already his favorite verse. I don't know how he'd found it. I don't know who had shared it with him, but this was his favorite verse. He said, <laughs> you go around quoting it everywhere. Hey, we've got to greet each other with a holy kiss. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's like, who taught this guy that verse? Yeah. You know what I mean? He loved it. He thought it was the funniest thing ever that the Bible would tell you to go around and kiss people. All right. Um, he, he had no, he was not trying to understand it in any sense of what the Bible meant. He just enjoyed what it said to him today. All right. Um, so, you know, a bit freaky for the girls. And, you know, he thought this was amazing. And we should do it. Uh, and we should obey the Bible, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do what the Bible says. Let's greet another with a holy kiss. I think he missed the sense of holy mm. and just was thinking kiss. Um, so, but I'm just saying you can do this sort of thing without actually having to dig too deep and become a scholar. Mm. Because you've already got a sense. All right, I'm guessing. Greet all the brethren. You know that the Greek's going to probably be brothers. Mm. All right? Um, but why do some of the translations say brothers and sisters? Why? why? The, the word sisters is not, obviously, in the, new, in the Greek. You know, uh, I, we don't have to go digging for that. You can sort of guess that. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise it would be in all of them. Yeah. You, you, you sort of say, okay, I can, I can automatically see what's happening. Why have they translated brethren and change it? Firstly, brethren, that's really old English. I mean, I, I, brethren just makes it sound like a church thing. So that's, that's that, you know, it's like we're speaking King James English still. So the Holman Bible at least gets it with um, brothers, mm. at least brings it into modern language. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. And um, why brothers and sisters? Why, why, have they, why have they added this? Bec and so let's understand. Let's try and imagine and get into the mind of the people that were re reading this initially. That's one of the keys. The key is Paul was writing this. Thessalonian church was reading it 2,000 years ago. You've already probably got a bit of understanding how people would have understood things. The more you read and the more you look, it, you, you'll, you, that improves. But you're already probably under... You've you just got to say, now, when Paul was writing it and the Thessalonians were reading it, is there any chance that they thought that his instructions were to males only? Mm. That's the question. That's the first question. Did, were they confused? Were they like, oh, this is a male-only instruction. This is only for the males. And some people think, yeah, that's probably it, because it was all for the men. In the No, no, you look at... Um, but that's when you can just read widely, and you read the whole of the letter of the Thessalonians. There's no sense of dividing male and female, and this was to the males. This, Paul's not saying, no, I'm going to talk to the men for a second. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's not saying, I'm going to talk to the men for a second. Now, he's my instruction. He's just talking to them. And... To there's, there's been something that's happened in our language over the last few decades where people have become much more sensitive about using male phrases and saying that must only be to males mm -hmm. and, and interpreting that. Um, but if I went to a church, imagine if I went to a church um, and uh, let's, let's say I went to um, Teresa's Teresa's church um, in America, and I got to visit. I stood up and said, "I love you guys. I've been I, I, I've been looking forward to coming over here for ages. 
Um, now, I said I love you guys. Yeah. Guys is actually a, it's a male term. It's a guy. There's a guy and a gal. <laughs> you know what I mean? A guy and a girl. Uh, it, 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 has, it has an opposite. But when I use that phrase, I love you guys, was I in any way meaning no. I want, I love you male people? No. No. You, everyone understood. I love you guys. Guys, in that sense, was just a term that meant yeah. everybody. There was no, there was no gender mixed into it. All right. And so, even though I used a term that technically has gender, when I used it, it was genderless. Mm. Now, the difficulty we've got is, okay, people say, "Well, see, he said brothers. We should only say brothers." Yeah, that that works because that's technically what's right. But if um. If our language has become very um, aware of gender, whenever you use a phrase that means guys for everybody, if people are interpreting and hearing it as only the males, because yeah. you said males, yeah. is that a good translation or not? It's, is it, uh, that's the question. Is yeah. it good? I have translated accurately yeah. or have I not translated as well as I could. And if I add stuff, am I adding to what the Bible said or am I just trying to make it easier to be heard? Am I pandering to people's, you know, sense of, oh, listen, you're just being foolish. If I can't say, you know, I, I, I love you guys without having to sort of define it, well, you know, that's just, you know, it's just normal language. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of questions here and a lot of your probably your perspective and who your target audience is and the people that you're writing to and what you're trying to accomplish and whether you're trying, you know, what you're trying to aim at. And so you see here, um, different Bibles have had have made a choice. Are we staying with brothers or are we going with brothers and sisters? Okay. So that's one way of doing it. You know, let, let's, let's say let's, it is not, it, it includes both. You know, when I said, uh, but if I turned up in America and said, I love you guys, I, and if I said, I love you men and women, it'd actually be weird. Yeah. <laughs> it'd actually be like... Why did you say that? Yeah, why did I say that? That's weird, you know. It, it's Guys, it's... It, then we all know it's everybody, but yeah. if I suddenly define men and women, yeah. then it's like, well, what do you mean you love men and women? <laughs> that becomes a whole new question. Yeah. You know, it's weird. So, ah, so by fixing it, I've made it worse. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. so, so brothers and sisters now he's dividing them I love you know greet all the brothers and the sisters and recognizing them as two individual sort of groups well what well, Paul wasn't intending that so let's see how some of the translations have handled it um, we haven't even got to the holy kiss all right what about the message Bible greet all the Christians there what's he done put a non-gender term mm. that covers the fact and it's actually sort of, it's brothers. So it's not men. Yeah. It's the family of God. It's the people of God. So we said, greet all the people of God. All the, all the followers of Christ. All the followers of Christ. Yeah, the, the, the Christ followers. Greet all the Christ followers. Um, so does that fix it? How does that work in your Bible, people? Um, how's the, how's the, um, the, the what's the, the born Bible, the best born, the best born Bible the going with it? Bible. Have you already worked out... Put up if you have already come up with a concept. What you've settled? Um, I'm just we're going to say greet. We're not even going to a greet. You know we've got salute, um, but I don't think that works. <laughs> we'll just go with greet. All right, because everyone else seemed to be in. Uh, we're going to greet all the what? What are you going to say in your Bible? 
Greet all the, are you going to say Christians? Now, does Christians work? Christians fixes what? It, it fixes the, um, the gender. Yeah. Of, of just having one gender. Yeah, it fixes, it puts something that's genderless yeah. in there because the word brothers was meant to be a genderless sort of concept. It wasn't. Yeah. I think. So, um, but it, Christians is not as soft and nice as brothers. Yeah. It's more of a harsh term. Yeah. Hey, I, I want to greet, greet all the Christians. Hey, yeah, it's not too bad, but it, it doesn't have the softness and the warmth and the, the, the Bro yeah, brothers is still sort of um, it's more personal. Yeah, where that's just a more like it's a group. Yes, and you're a part of that group. Yeah, yeah. So, so, it, so it loses that. It loses the personal sort of element of it. Um, what do we get? Anyone else? Did um, our Greek new new um, the Greek the Good News Bible greet all the believers. With the kiss of peace. Believers. A bit softer than mm. Christians. Yeah. Um, it's genderless. Mm. So it sort of doesn't... Go. So um, which one works best for you, Josh? Do, um, or do, is there something else? Greet all the... Greet, greet all the guys. Yeah. <laughs> if I said guys, now it would be never... Uh, you mean just... Uh, that actually almost, almost sound like... Greet all the... The people? The people, yeah. Greet all the people with a sacred kiss, but it sort of people loses the. Mm, it's still the just relationship. A group of people, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I do like believers more than like the Christian, because then it's like, ah, yeah, it's the, it's the people that believe, you know. Yeah. But it still, I guess, has keeps it separated a bit. Okay, well, let's just do the the Josh Doby. We'll just call it the Josh Doby Bible for the mm. moment. The JDB. JDB. Okay, and we'll say you're going to say greet. Oh, welcome. Ah, welcome. You want you want to go with welcome? Yeah, I think it's the same thing. You think? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Josh is like, oh, it yeah. is. It's the same. Oh, pa hey, pass on to the church my affection for them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's so that's a, that's that's pretty good. Uh, Judith, you should write a Bible. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, um, it's all right. I mean, yeah, Josh is like, well, hang on a sec. Don't get too far ahead. Pass on to the church my affection for them. Mm. And so he's like saying, hey, hey, greet them with my, with, with yeah. my love, do you know yeah. what I mean? my affection. So, my yeah, love. I like that. Welcome. So welcome, greet. So we're just stuck, sticking with the JDB here. Um, you want to say all believers or? Um, at the moment, I think all believers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see, you know. Yeah. Not, not saying concrete here. Yeah. Josh, considering this is... Um, this is a seven-word seven verse, um, <laughs> and you've gone three words in, and you're like, I'm not sure about the first one, I'm not sure about the third one. All right? Are you happy with the all? Yes. <laughs> all right? I didn't even look at the all. So, um, um, we're just set on this. Gr welcome all believers, now, with a holy kiss. Um, um, yeah. Now, you could look into this, you could try and, you could do some research, you know, what, what, mm. what is a holy kiss in the Bible? Um, different translations I could go I could show you how to do that but I'm not going to I'm going to work on the fact that you sort of got a feel for it you already get a sense I'm guessing this is not this is not about a kiss you know man to wife this is not a you know this is not that type of kiss this is a friendly kiss to everybody and you sort of say well you know I, I sort of um, um, I should try and bring this over bit. there we go I've taken your translation off the edge um, welcome all, um, 
I, you know, I, I know other cultures kiss, you know, yeah. like the Italians. Italians, yeah. You know, they kiss on each cheek, you know, there's, there's a greeting that's met. Some people still today, you know, will greet you with a kiss, do you know what I mean? And it's it's just a, a welcoming sign. So I'm guessing holy kiss is in that context. Yeah. But not everyone greets with a kiss and it can be seen as a, especially if you're like, well, we don't kiss, so what? this is weird. So Josh, are you gonna, you know, you're gonna, you, I, I, you know, you sort of get a guess. A holy kiss is a some sort of spiritual greeting that mm. is welcoming. What, what's your um? I thought I might actually, maybe even switch it around. Like maybe at the top, at the start, or something like say hello to all the believers with a warm welcome. Okay. So that's going with like the embrace side of say it. Say hello to all the believers. Josh is really getting into this. He's, let's throw the sentence around. Yeah. Say hello to all the believers with a... A warm welcome. A warm welcome. Yeah, so the warm is the kiss part. Yeah. It's a welcome. Yeah, and that would probably work. Do you know what I mean? Um, pass on to the church my affliction, my affection for my affliction, my affection for them. That, that works well, Judith. Um, it's moved away from... What was literally there? Yeah, we've moved away from the crack of dawn and the hit the road. Hit the road, but have we helped that to become more clear? But have we also lost something in the middle? Um, yeah, that's that's the danger you've always got. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? By moving further away, you can make it clearer, but there's always a danger you can take away the chance for the people to, to understand it. Okay, so for instance. Um, greet all brethren with a holy kiss. That's not very clear. Do you know what I mean? Holy kiss is a bit of a mm. weird phrase. I, I, I is it a normal kiss? Is yeah. It? yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. I don't even know. You know, sort of. I don't use Just the phrase. Know. You know, it, it's. Um, all right. There's an example. Let's, let's say an example here is. Um, um, we're doing the breakthrough espanol. Some um, Chris um, and Liz who are in Colombia. I will. I will preach and they will do the, um, the translation for me as I'm preaching. And then afterwards, we will do a, a short description of what, you know, what that sermon is. So just a short description. So I obviously put that in English because I can't put that in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, but what I have done is I've taken um, some of that and I've run it through the Google Translator and I get the English equivalent. Mm -hmm. So it tells me what this is. This is the Spanish of the English. But then I pass it on to them. And you know what sometimes they tell me is... That um, that's right, but it's not the way we'd say it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's correct technically, hmm. but it doesn't sound like what would we said. And so yeah. this is how we'd say it. So I would say this is correct, yeah. but it's not how we speak. It's not the way we say it. It doesn't actually sound like anyone in English unless they're speaking Biblish. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, it just doesn't sound like, I don't say the word brethren. I don't say holy kiss. And even if we change it to brothers... Um, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't say that now. Yeah. If I said, if I was telling someone to greet everyone in another church, um, I, what would I say? I, I wouldn't say, hey, I, I want tell all the brothers there I love them. And like, uh, I wouldn't say that because that would I would it would sound like I'm, I'm actually being exclusive. You'd be giving a warm welcome to the brothers. Yeah. 
but to if you're not a brother, yeah, your I, sister, it would sound like I would actually be making a choice to make it only one part. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that. I'd say, hey, bless everybody there. Mm. Bless every, you know, bless all the church family. Bless all the, you know, I would say something like that. Bless, hey, bless the, tell the church I love them. Mm. You know, tell tell your church they're amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I wouldn't say brothers. I would use some sort of other phrase. All right. So in my normal day to day language, I wouldn't use this terminology. Mm. So that's probably not a great thing that if my Bible translation is uses words that I wouldn't actually use. Mm. <laughs> Do you know if I, yeah. if I wouldn't actually use those words in my everyday speech, then it probably is not. But if I'm concerned about that I'm adding to or extrapolating too far, then I can go back to the safety of just using these words. Yeah. But I've gone back to words that I wouldn't use. Mm. All right, so there you are. You've translated. We won't, won't, won't do the next. We won't do the other uh, verse. Um, um, but greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I want you to be thinking, okay, how they've, they've come to this place. And you can see that sometimes they, they, they come halfway and, you, and they lose the punch a little bit. Mm. So this is your job, all right? Not to look at the translations and say, well, how bad they are. Critique them. Critique them and say, you, 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 don't, you don't take it far enough for me. No, your job is to dig in and look past sometimes the what they're trying to do and realize that they're giving you um that's true and tree says you're welcome to come to america anytime amen well maybe yeah we, we will what a, what a way to we'll set up a uh, an invitation through this let's you know? go. yeah let's go because i love you guys we'll hit the road at the we'll hit the road at the crack of dawn uh, but no thank you i'd love that we, we loved them and we are expecting to come back to america so maybe we can make your part of america part of our next trip that would be wonderful um, some beautiful countryside. I, if you see the photos of where they live, that's some amazing, amazing place. Um, so, your job is to dig and to not leave it as biblish, mm. but to get the heartbeat. All right. Um, we, we've just done this exercise, and it's all my, and it's been intellectual, really, hasn't it? Yeah. We're sort of saying, oh, okay, Paul, that's good. You know, what, what Judas said, you know, pass on to the, to the church my affection for them, you know, mm. let, let them know. Um, and a holy, with a holy kiss, it sort of says, hey, when you meet the people, give them a really warm, nice greeting. All right? That's really what it's saying, isn't it? Yeah. Give them something, something more than a, you know, the handshake. Um, the problem with a handshake I think I think the Living Bible said warm handshake, didn't it? At least, or um, uh, shake, no, shake hands with shake hands for me with all the brothers there. Just shake hands. Yeah. Now shake hands can actually be a. I'm holding you off now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm. It can it can actually a little bit. You know, it can be affectionate. But, yeah. But if I if I'm really nah, I, hey, if two guys met. And if they shook hands, it sort of means I don't have much relationship. Yeah. What happens if you've got a relationship? You shake hands and then you go in for the hug, the holy hug. Embrace. And then the Christian men know. Three taps on the shoulder and then we release. All right? Do you, know, really, you go in for the hug. One, two, three, and we're off. All right? If you want to freak someone out, just keep tapping. All right? <laughs> just see what they do. What are you doing? It goes weird. It goes like, okay, just like, one, two, three, and then hold for yeah. when, five, when you six. when you should release, but yeah. you don't. Yeah, you release. Yeah, after the three taps, we all know that is the release. And if there's six, seven, then you're like, 
Oh, is he going through some sort of emotional breakdown? What is, <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> this is got. What's going? What's on? going on? Is he crying on my shoulder here? Because yeah. three taps and releases, we're all good, okay. But handshake becomes an embrace. There we go. Mm. That's a warm greeting. Yeah. No kiss for me. That 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 you know, especially with the guys. Um. So the handshake. Paul says, hey, greet everyone like for me, but greet them affectionately. Mm. Pass on my affectionate, um, you know, let, let it be warm. Let it be, you know, don't just sort of say hi to them. It's like, give them a holy kiss. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. Tell them how much I love them. Tell them, and it's like, ah. Oh. When I greet people, so, so, now, let's, so now let's just take it to me, all right? We, we might not get full, too far into this, but... Um, Remember, remember where we, we we were sort of getting to. Um, is that guy, okay? Uh, let's just go back to here. Remember that guy. This man. This man shall be blessed in all in what he does. Okay, I'll give you a bit of a clue. It's to regarding his attitude to the Bible. This man doesn't just look at that and say, "Hey, that's a nice bit of information." What does it tell me about Paul? What does it tell me about them? And what does it tell me about me and what I could be doing? How does it shape me? Does it change me in any way? If I just watch and look as an out, outside observer and say, that's interesting. You can do your Bible translation. Oh, that's really good for you. Well done. You've translated men. And can I just say, you can. this can become a debate. How many know that that particular topic, we handle it quite friendly, but you could have had people yelling, screaming, and banging the table yeah. with this particular topic. Brothers and sisters, bang! You know, how dare you change the word of God? Yeah. You're making God into female. Oh, bang! You know, yeah. You know, yeah. How many know that could have been, we, we could have got some really intense. Someone out there would have done it. Yeah. And, um, you know, people would feel very strongly about this whole process. Mm. As you can see, I'm like, I'd be like, uh, that's not how translation works. Um, <laughs> we're not trying to change anything. We're trying to get the meaning over. And if we miss the meaning, we repent and we go back and try and do it again. Because we are just hungry to translate into the language so that we can, yeah. it can be accurate, but it can also be real and meaningful. Now, we, so we can have a big debate and we can then, and, and you can now sit down and you've done some thinking about it. See, so it's thinking, thinking about it. But remember, this is Bible Academy and there's not a big brain Mm. sitting in that in that bible it's a mountain moving picture it's faith that's born in your heart and so this man takes these situations and he just doesn't sit there and say well i have intellectually done the gymnastics and i now have a wonderful translation i'm now able to say i i really know what this what paul was saying but you've lost hey what, would, what do we learn? What do we learn from this? What did we learn? And in particular, what did we learn that would work in our lives? Mm. How does this reflect on me? How does this work on me? Um, so if we go back to James chapter 1. This man, this man, um, there's a whole lot more, but we won't, we'll just focus on just one aspect. James chapter 1 verse 23. So if anyone is a hearer of the word... And not a doer. He's like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. And once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. Mm. Okay, so that means 
I look at the mirror and I study and I see, oh. But then if I put it down and I walk away and I immediately don't think about what's on there and what I see, okay, let, let, let's take, take something that I cannot see once I'm away from a mirror. Like um, I was gonna say glasses, but I can sort of see them and I can do this. All right, um, but I cannot see, I'm just checking, just, I cannot see, I cannot, okay, I cannot see the shape of my ears. All right, or I cannot see the fact that I've got a beard. I can feel it, but I can't see it. So <laughs> let's, let's say, go. if I walk down from here and I go to the local shopping center and I've been looking in the mirror and I walk down there and they said, we're giving $100 to every man with a beard today. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I have a beard. Mm. You'd be like, you idiot. <laughs> if I walk past that sign, mm. say, that doesn't apply to me. That's for men with beards. Men with beards get $100. I go home and I say to Christine, guess what? They'll give me $100 to every man with a beard. She said, do you get $100? He goes, do I have a beard? She'd be like, you are an idiot, aren't mm. you? You are, you are, that, you, that, you, like, you've looked in the mirror, you've seen what you look like, yeah. but then you've walked away and then you've acted as if that's not you. You, you, haven't, you haven't made a connection between what you've seen and who you see yourself as. Yep. You haven't made a connection between what's been in front of you and then how you behave and then what you do. So when, so what it says is this man, Okay, remember, this man is the one that gets the blessings at work. This man is not, this, is, does not look at a mirror of the Word of God and then walk away and not see his life as a, in, in any way affected yeah. by it or influenced by it. All right? So let's go back to 1 Thessalonians 5 because that oh, was really fun translating. But what did you learn for this man? Because you can look in that and you've been studying the Word of God and you can now walk away and hasn't, you haven't seen what it means for you. You've just seen, oh, that's an image of Paul. Mm. That's an image of some technical question regarding we use male or female. You could actually tell people, oh, I've got this amazing translation and I, I really handled this gender thing really well. Yeah. And this holy kiss thing, man, I nailed that holy kiss and, and this is why I use this and this is why. And yeah, that's really good. And all you're doing is describing the mirror, but you've, you've not seen, you've not allowed the word to penetrate you. Yeah. So how does this man approach this sort of translation? Mm. How does this man? So first of all, yes, he tries to understand what's this brethren holy kiss stuff because it, it, that I, I want to dig deeper. I want to look into it. I want to study it so that it can work in my life. And um, so I lean in. Now, if we go to James 1, I'll just... Um, of James 1, 25, but one who looks intently at the, the perfect law of the Lord. I, I will do something here. I'll, I'll um, the word intently. Um, intently is probably a good word for a person going camping. Camping, because that'll be intense. Anyway, he looks intently. Anyone who didn't get that. I, I, I forced that laugh. Yeah. Um, get it intently camping work on it people um, this is the word intently in the Greek um, anyone who can read the Greek letters para kuptol there it is in English para kuptol from Dorabat from para kuptol from two words whenever you whenever you see you often see the first part of the word and second para now we use para often you know parallel paragraph um, parallelogram um, 
pa but paragraph. Para, so para, it tells us here, um, it, it's from the Greek word para, which means beside or next to or in, in association mm. with. So parallel is two lines running next to each other. Yeah. A paragraph, graph means writings or words, graphos, you know, is a group of words that are next to each other. Mm. They're in a group, they're together. Yeah. So a paragraph, a uh, paraphrase is to take one phrase and put it into a parallel sort of meaning. So yeah. that's what we're, you know, some translations are trying to take the meaning and put it into another. So para we use all the time. Um, kupto means to bend, to stoop. To stoop down nearby or, or by something, bend forward or near in order to look at something more closely. All right, so... So it means from it. So para kupta means beside, and the word to bend. So the whole thing means to come near to something and to bend down mm. and to study it. Yeah. All right. He looks intently at the word. Um, what he he stops and actually gives it time. You know when you you see something. If you okay, difference between a, a glance and a oh. You know, you, you sort of you, you see people with you know, with their phones. Well, hang on a second. What was that? Yeah. You know, do, do you see the lean in? Do you see the what was that? Yeah. What was that? That is the approach you need to have with the Word of God. Okay. You need to give it your attention. Yeah. This man leans in, and actually absorbs it. This man does not sit back and let the Word just come to him. This man leans in. This, you've got, this is a process that you cannot allow your intake from the Word of God to be just what happens to come to you. You must lean in. Yeah. You, this man, the man who walks in the blessing, comes to the Word of God and he actually looks into it and he begins to study it and think about it. Now, when we say study, if it just becomes a mental exercise like we did, oh, I know what brethren means and I know what holy kiss means and I've retranslated done, that's not what this man does. Mm. Because this man looks at the Word of God and comes away seeing himself different. Mm. If what you do is all you see is what the Bible says more clearly, but you don't see yourself more clearly, it's going to be like the mirror. Yeah. You can go away and say, oh, you know, if I went home to Christine and she said, you know, and I told about the $100 for men with beards. And she said, you got a beard. I said, oh, but there was a guy at the church. I, I looked at his picture. I looked at this picture of a guy and he had a beard. That wasn't a picture. That was a mirror. I said, but on the mirror he had a beard. Yeah. The, mirror, the mirror had a beard. But me, I, I don't know whether I had a beard. I don't think I had a beard. The mirror had a beard. But that's just ridiculous. You need to lean in and find out about yourself. And then from that... It comes out, this man is the one that walks in the blessing. So let's go back to this crazy little scripture. Greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. Okay. Um, as we, and as we saw in the, um, in, in the context, and I like Judith's verse because it brings out the fact, he's not saying just do it, but he's sort of saying doing it from me. Mm. The context, if we go back to verse 25, brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with the Holy Christ. I do by the Lord. It's sort of some from me. You know, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to share what I want you to do on my behalf. Yeah. All right? So I get that. 
So it's not just saying, hey, this is what I want a whole lot. I want everyone to be kissing on Sunday. If that's what you got from this, you haven't really tried to understand. Mm. But let's stop and say, Paul said to this church, to this group of people, I want you to share my greeting to them in, in, a, in a warm way, in a, in a, in a, a genuine way that, that expresses my yeah. love for them. I've used the term brethren because that immediately, it's, if I said, um, what am I going to say? Greet all the Christians. The family? Yeah. Yeah, it's family a greet the family. Yeah, yeah. Greet, greet the church family. Greet the family. Greet, greet. He's sort of saying, it's, I'm a part of it. Mm. Whereas if he's sort of just, you know, brethren is like yeah. family, we're part. So the believers, it can almost be like, you know, I'm here and you're over there. Yeah. There's a sense where Paul is trying to say, the people I'm a part of, mm. we're all brothers together. You know, I know we're all believers together. We're all Christians together. But brethren is sort of a family sort of thing. Mm. And he says, greet them with a holy kiss yeah. on my behalf. Okay. Um, so this is Paul, the apostle, writing this. Now we stop and think, hey, he's a man of God. He's a big man of God. He's the apostle. He's written, written <laughs> nearly you know majority of the, the, the letters in the New Testament. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Wow. He can be pretty tough at times. How many would like Paul as your um, mentor? You know, and this, so this now we're going back a little broad. This is not in the verse now. Now this is because you've read the book of Acts. You've read the other letters. Some of the best ways that you can understand the Bible is not by going to study books, but just by reading more of the Bible. Mm. The more you read the Bible in a, in a way that, that is sort of, um, you know, we studied it today, but I encourage you to read it a lot. Mm. All right? Don't get sucked into just studying. Make sure you're reading because then, then I have a feel for Paul. Yeah. Then I have a feel for his heartbeat. I get to know who Paul is, you know. So who is Paul? Well, you know, you read the book of Acts. See, it's his story of how he came to the Lord and, and he, you know, where he came from. It, it, you see how, then you read his letters and, and how tough he can be. And you can, you can hear that the, the, um, in, in, in the, um, <laughs> he, sometimes he doesn't mince his words, you know, he hmm. can get, pretty tough in there you know yeah. it's like oh um you know, jesus said it like this um you build you build tombs to the prophets but your fathers were your you know your 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 fathers your ancestors were the ones that killed them in other words some of the very people that you honor <laughs> are the ones that if you were alive with them you'd kill them mm. <laughs> you know, people love smith wigglesworth now now <laughs> we love smith we you know, we love some people from a distance because to be close to them is also really tough because they can speak tough and they can get to the point and they, and they can, you know, they don't, they don't suffer my excuses very much. They say, come on, you've got to do this, you know, push in. All right, so Paul can be a bit like that. So, but, and so hang on, but Paul has this side, he said, greet them all, greet the people with a holy kiss, with an affectionate sign of love for my behalf. Okay, what's people's impression of you? Let's make you now. Yeah. How do you, what do you think of the church? What do you think of the body of Christ? What do you think of your people? All right. Is, is there a sense of family? Is there a sense of affection? And is there a sense, you know, I, you say, see, you can, get, you can get all hung up on what this term holy kiss means. 
doesn't mean a handshake, doesn't mean a hug, doesn't mean a kiss on both sides, doesn't mean a welcome. Well, does it really matter if you're not doing any of them? <laughs> Who cares? Just do something. Think about it. Oh, what's my attitude towards people? Mm. Am I? Yeah. You know, um, and is it? And, and when I show up and I give them a hug, is it genuine? Mm. Is it real? Do I genuinely? Is that a genuine, a holy kiss? Oh, maybe that word holy has got a bit more to do with it than I thought. You know, what's a holy kiss? Oh, it means it's something set apart for God. It's a, you know, if you make something holy, you put it, you, you put it in God's hands. Mm. To, to make something holy has been set aside for God. So what's a holy kiss? It means that this greeting is something special to God. Yeah. Ah, so it's not just some glib, fake thing. Yeah. Is it genuine? Does God sort of feel that was something set aside for me? That was really special. Because otherwise you're looking at this mirror and you're studying the mirror and you say, that's amazing. Not realizing it's actually you it's talking about. Yeah. Right? People say, how could you look at mirror and not realize what it's like? Well, it's the same way as you could study this verse this morning. You could have studied this verse. Don't tell me you, you, you could have studied this verse this morning and gone away and had the intellectual exercise and not seen you in it. Mm. Is that right? That's right. You could, you could have walked away and not seen you in that. That wouldn't have changed you. It would have just changed the way you talk to people. Maybe, you know, oh, pastor said we should be brothers and, you know, and sisters. He's changing the word of God. Or, you, know, you know, you could have got upset. You could have been focused. You could say, my translation's amazing because I really nailed the meaning. And Judith's was good, but, you know. In fact, it was very good, annoyingly good, but you know, my, my translation is going to be mm. good too. You know, we could have had all those sorts of arguments, and you missed it. Yeah, this man is the way is is the one. What and okay, so let's go back. We're going to finish here. Um, oops, where are we? Yeah, we go back to the Bible. Oh yeah, we're still here. This man, James one twenty five. Um. There we go. This man, this man shall be blessed in what he does. It actually will work out into his life. Why? Because he's not a forgetful hearer. So he's not a forgetful hearer, but he is an effectual doer. This man gets blessed because he approaches the word of God with an attitude of, how can I understand it, but then how can I understand it for me? Yeah. How, how does it reflect me? Um, so you lean in. Mm. You lean in and you look, <laughs> but not just to get this picture. Oh, that's amazing. I've, I've nailed that. Oh, you lean in and then you say, but how does it affect me? What does it influence me? You say, well, I'm learning. But this is actually about Paul and about the Christians there. Well, oh, I'll give you a little secret here. Pretty much all the New Testament is about, you know, Paul and the Christians there. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to have to actually filter through that quite a bit. He's, yeah. he's going to be speaking to 
cir circumstances that are not your circumstances. He's going to be speaking to church issues that are not your church issue. But what you have to do is lean in and study through and then say, but Lord, what can I learn from this? Yeah. What can I get from this? Yes, I understand that's not necessarily what he's talking. He's not talking to me. He's, not, he's telling them. But you know what? What can I learn about Paul? What can I learn about their, his attitude? What can I learn? Because, you know, if Paul had this attitude, maybe I should have this attitude. Mm. And that's what Paul says. Hey, Paul wasn't a grumpy old man. The more Paul got full of the word of God, he didn't get more grumpy. Mm. Do, do you understand that sometimes there's a sense where the, the more people get the more knowledge people get, the more grumpy they get, the more harsh they get, yeah. the more the more the stronger they get in information, they actually become, um, oh, you know, not very nice. Yeah. Um, just trying to see if I can find a scripture really for, um, because it, uh, it, it 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 talks about the fact that uh, and Paul was talking in the Corinthians about the fact that you know, love puffs up. Yeah, that's a love, love. So knowledge puffs up. That if you sometimes knowledge can have the influence of making you feel strong. Mm. You know, you could walk away from here and say, "Man, I really know how to handle the word of God. I'm I'm better at handling the word of God than you know the average Christian. I know more." And and your love and and so your knowledge can actually make you not as nice to be around. Yeah. And we've all we've listen. You probably got people you're thinking about now. There are people that are like. Oh, yeah, they're knowledgeable, but they're not nice. They're knowledgeable, but they're not nice. Yeah. You know, knowledgeable. You know, I, I always remember um, um, uh, a woman that was in hospital, and she was talking about, you know, I said, oh, what's the doctor like? Oh, she says, he's a good doctor. He's a pig of a man, but he's a good doctor. Mm. All right, and I think we all understand what that means. He, he does his doctoring well, yeah. but he's not a nice person. Yeah. He's got no bedside manner. He speaks pretty rudely. You know, if I ask a question, he makes me look feel like an idiot. Um, but you know, he made sure I got the right pills, and <laughs> he, he got things right. You know, and if I had a choice between a nice man, with who's a bad doctor, and a pig of a man who's a good doctor, I would choose the pig of the man who's a good doctor. Because yeah. you know, you, you go there. I, I don't want my doctor to be friendly and wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I want him to be friendly. That's right. I want him to be right. That's okay, right. I get that. I get that. But you know, we all understand how you can be good at something, but but it doesn't get into who you are. Mm. Um, I don't want to be a good Christian, but a pig of a man. I don't want to be a good preacher, but a pig of a man. I don't want to be a good husband, but a pig of a man. I don't want to be a good brother, but a pig of a man. Mm. I don't want to be a good worker, but a pig of a man. Paul was not a pig of a man. Mm. He said, greet everybody with a warm, loving, holy yeah. kiss. He said, that's... I want you, this is my affection. This is what Paul was saying. If I was there, this is what I'd do. Mm. I want you to show them how much I love them. Yeah. This is the type of love. When you go to places, do people expect that you're going to come with a lot of love? Or like, <laughs> he's going to be a bit mm. of a big of a man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He'll be a good preacher, but you know, mm. not, not a very nice person. So think about yourself. Next, how do you bring that? What is your attitude towards people? Do you bring genuine love to them? Next time you greet people, give them a, a, a sense of, of a warm embrace and in greeting. Um, make them feel blessed. Not, it's not just empty. It's a holy kiss. It's got to be have something of God. So it's, it's something of God. Mm. It's not empty. Yeah. 
All right? So this man gets blessed in what he does. This man. If we want to enter into the blessings that Jesus has purchased for us, we, the Word of God plays a central role in shaping us. But our attitude towards it, and um, you can go back. Um, I don't know whether we'll get to it next week or not. So you can, you know, I, you can maybe spoil the lesson by just studying it yourself. Maybe you'll have to study it yourself because we'll move on to other things. But if you read back from verse 19 through to verse 25, um, and just look at all the thing, the attitude of this man, what this man does, it'll help you to understand how you to approach this, and then how to walk in the blessings that mm. God has. All right, so well done. Joshua Dober Bible has gone to two verses. Two verses. It's doubled in size. It's, it's, it's gone exponent. It's going up pretty steep. And I changed believers to family, and then I'm happy with that. I think. Oh, okay, in a sec. Wait, wait, wait. Um, oh, I only thought about that after. All right, hang on a sec. Where we, um... I, did, I did say that I was a bit iffy on the believers. Part. Okay, all right. We've had it. We've had a. This is um, the Joshua Dover Bible um, version two. And we're going out with, with all the believers. And the family. All the family. Is there any chance that they would think that you're only talking about the family of the people you, you know, lost in your dream? You know, there, there is, but I still like that. It's all right. It's, <laughs> it could, could create some misunderstanding. But we're, we're I'm going. okay with that. He's all right. He says, you just, just get over it. You're just going to have to sort that one through. All right. Um, I've created a little bit of misunderstanding there, but you know, or possible mis, you know. Say hello to all the family with a warm welcome. All right. Okay. So Josh is a loving, affectionate guy. He wants to share that with, you know, I want you, I want the people there to know that that's my heart coming through. All right. So um, appreciate you sh um, spending this time with us. Um, this man, <laughs> this person. I've been, I've been saying this man, you know, it's not male or female, and you know, it's not even in my head when I'm saying it. The one who. Yeah, you're the one. The one who, you're the man. The one who is blessed is the one who does these things. All right. Um, if this is your first time, love the fact that you were with us. Um, please go back. Um, you can go onto our website, and there's, um, and just, there's a, a button there for watch. And you can pick Breakthrough Academy and it will have all the videos. If you go to our um, YouTube channel, they'll be there also. Um, invite others to watch. Share this widely so they can become this man. Even if they're a female, they too can become this man. And um, be part of the blessing of what God is doing. Mm. Next week, we'll be back here on the Friday. I do invite you to come and join Josh and others and sit here and be a part of it on live. That's 9 o'clock on Fridays here at Breakthrough Church, 31 Michelin Court in Bayswater. Otherwise, join us online, set your alarm, so that to remind you to you know, come on at, at two minutes to nine and be, and be watching for our Facebook uh, broadcast. Loved having you. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day.